Hi, I'm Vishen Lakiani, founder of Mind Valley, the school for human transformation. You're listening to the Mind Valley podcast, where we'll be bringing you the greatest teachers and thought leaders on the planet to discuss the world's most powerful ideas in personal growth for mind, body, spirit, and work. Hi, Mind Valley fans. I am so excited to get this particular episode out to you. I'm excited because the person whom I'm about to make you listen to is someone who is so charismatic on stage. In fact, he is the guy who got me excited about starting the Mind Valley podcast in the first place. Backstory Sean Stevenson is an incredible author and podcaster. His podcast, The Model Health Show, which you should be subscribed to, is one of my favorite podcasts out there by far. And it is one of the top podcasts in the world right now. It's focused on health, but it's also focused on incredible storytelling. My favorite episode of the Model Health Podcast is an episode where he goes through the history of, get this, cola. He goes through the history of Coca-Cola, Sprite, and all of these other drinks that you know billions of people put into their bodies. And when you understand that history, not only is it fascinating, but you understand the manipulation that goes on behind the scenes to make you put so much high fructose corn syrup into your body. And that is what I love about Sean's style. He is just so brilliant at getting these messages out. Now, in this episode of the Mind Valley podcast, I brought on Sean to discuss something that he knows best, which is how to start your own podcast. And the same ideas here apply if you want to start a YouTube channel. So listen to this talk. This talk was delivered at Mind Valley's A-Fest in Portugal. The particular theme of this A-Fest was growing your influence. It was for anyone out there who wanted to grow their audience size, their reach for themselves or their business. And Sean, of course, was the number one name on my mind when I asked myself, who can I put on stage that can teach us all how to build a world-class podcast? So again, if you are thinking about growing your Instagram following, or building a podcast, or starting a YouTube channel, the ideas you're going to hear here will apply to you. This is not just for podcasting. Sean's method of thinking and his philosophy here applies no matter what type of audience you're trying to build. And in today's world, let's face it, audiences matter. In a way, all of us get to be a media company of one. And whether you're trying to get out a product or a service, or even just brand yourself for your next job interview, being able to have an audience truly matters. So listen to this podcast, take a lot of notes, and I want to give you one tip. If you're driving, obviously, listen to the podcast and try to remember as much as you can and put it in action. If you are listening to this in the comfort of your home, get over to our Mind Valley YouTube channel. It's called Mind Valley Talks and search for Sean Stevenson you will find the video version of this episode. And why this is important is because Sean goes through a ton of slides with powerful notes and ideas. So if you are able to watch this on a screen, make sure you watch the video version. If you're driving, don't you dare look at the screen. Just listen patiently to the audio and worry about notes later. Keep your eyes on the road, people. Now, let's get started with Sean Stevenson. I'm 
Vishen Lakhiani, and this is the Mind Valley Podcast. Who here has had the wonderful experience of having somebody, just at least one person, believe in them? This matters to me. This really matters to me a lot because when I was a little fella, I had somebody believe in me. It was my grandmother. And she instilled in me that I was going to do something special. And it wasn't necessarily with the things that she said. It's the way that she made me feel. And I went off into the world and I came up against my own trials and tribulations. And over time, I really felt like no matter what happened in my life, I was still going to do something special. And I initially thought that was going to be through sport. And so in high school, my freshman year, I came in and I was always training. I just wanted to stay ready. Does anybody else train just to stay ready for whatever life throws at them? So I was already training, just getting ready. When I got to high school my freshman year, I was the fastest kid on my team by far. And things were looking good for me. But it was the following year, it was my sophomore year. I was 15 years old and I was doing a time trial in track. So I was doing a 200 meter time trial, which is half of the track. And it was just me and my coach was on the other end of the finish line. I hear the gun go off, I take off, and I'm coming around the curve of the track into the straightaway and my hip broke. My iliac crest, my hip just broke off. And I didn't know what it was. I just thought maybe I pulled a muscle. And the crazy thing was I went in to get a scan done and the x-ray showed, you know, my iliac crest was just floating off in space. But nobody stopped to ask, how did a 15, 16 year old kid break his hip just from running, right? That's usually reserved for people who are much older. And for me, you know, being younger, you know, you got the hormones of a Greek God. I got well and... They gave me some medication, told me to stay off the leg. I got to get out of class early, which was cool. And that was that. But I had a string of about a half a dozen more injuries that totally vanquished my belief and my inspiration and my thought in myself that I was going to do something special in sport. And finally, it was when I was 20 years old, an MRI revealed that I had something called degenerative bone disease and degenerative disc disease. So my body was breaking down from the inside. I was a very old man inside, so much so that my physician told me that I had the spine of an 80-year-old man when I was just 20 years old. So unlike Vishen, I was aging faster, <laughs> all right? So I was like Benjamin Button. And so this was very disheartening for me because, again, I had tied my identity, I tied my sense of value and the fact that I was going to do something special to sport. Now this was stripped from me. And so my doctor sent me on my way. He told me that this was incurable and that there was nothing I can do about it. Now, I know a lot of you guys have heard of the placebo effect before. Did you guys know that placebos are 33% effective in clinical trials on average? So there's some yeps here. This is AFES, so people know shit. <laughs> But who here has heard of the nocebo effect? So a placebo effect is getting a positive injunction that you're going to take this pill, this medication, albeit fake, and your blood pressure is going to come down, or your cancer is going to dissolve. Again, 33% effective on average. A nocebo effect is when you get a negative injunction that something bad is going to happen, and you proceed to have your body break down. That's when they say, you'll never walk again. You have six weeks to live. This is incurable. And so I absorbed it because it was an authority figure, and I believed that he knew best. And so I went home, and for the next two years, I did nothing. I gave up. I threw in the towel. And over this two years, and I was in college at the time, so I was on what I lovingly call the tough diet, TUF, typical university food. 
And so I was just eating a lot of garbage and I was not moving anymore because they told me bed rest, stay off your back, wear this back brace. And what happens when you don't do anything? Your muscles are literally like, if you don't use it, you lose it. And so not only did my back hurt and my leg hurt, but everything else started to hurt. And I also gained a lot of weight. So I gained about 40 pounds over those two years. So I was a much fluffier version of myself. Now, here's where everything changes. This goes back to my grandmother, because it took two years for me to get this and to really wake up. But I was sitting on the edge of my bed, about to take my series of pills to help me to sleep, because that was my biggest struggle. And it just came rushing into my mind that my grandmother really believed in me. She thought I would do something special. And here I am, having given up on my dreams and given up on my life and really feeling lost. And I decided in that moment that I was going to get well. And most people never do that. You know, even your own personal goals, a lot of times we don't actually decide. It's more wishful thinking, right? Like, I'm going to try. We'll see what happens. I wish this would work. I hope this shit works. But when you decide, you actually cut the cord on any other possibility except that thing happening. The word decision is from the Latin root, day meaning from, and kaidir, which means to cut. So when you really make a decision, you cut away the possibility of anything else but that thing happening. And I decided to get well no matter what. Now, I'm not here to share that entire story, but fast forward six weeks, I lost about 20 pounds. And this pain that I'd been experiencing in my spine, in my hip, in my leg was gone. And nine months later, I got a scan done and I completely regenerated the tissue that was lost from my bone density and also my two ruptured discs had retracted on their own. And this really lit a fire under me because I was told that this was incurable. There was nothing I could do about it. And here I was no longer having this condition. And I knew that a lot of other people were experiencing that same thing. They were feeling like they were up against insurmountable odds, or they were told that they can't achieve something, and I wanted to help those people. So I went from a very self-centered way of being to completely service-minded and wanted to help every single person that I could. All right, so what I really wanted to express to you guys is that going through these things, everybody in here has a story. Everybody in here has been through something. But for me, it's like, how do you turn that into a service? How do you really turn what you've been through and in your story into something that can help other people? And so I became on fire to do this. And for me, it was a low-hanging fruit was fitness because that's what I came up in was sport. And so I started becoming a personal trainer and a strength and conditioning coach and working with people through that means. And eventually after I graduated, I opened my clinical practice in nutrition. And so I began to serve people that way. And every single day, day after day, person after person coming into my office, and I'm breaking this stuff down, reverse engineering diabetes and cancer and heart disease and really educating people, giving them the time that other health professionals weren't giving. And plus, I was so dedicated to the research. I was on top of the latest and greatest years ahead of its time. And so for me, at that point, saying the same stuff to one person at a time, day after day after day, I was like, I need to write this shit down. Or I need to record this so other people can experience this. And so I went from my one-on-one -on -one clinical practice to starting to teach classes. My first audience was three people, and I was so scared. And I knew them. I was terrified. <laughs> and then from there, I went to five people, to 10 people, to we sold out my mother-in-law's kitchen, you know? And then from there, we had to start renting spaces, and now I've spoken to tens of thousands of people all over the world. And through that process, I knew still that there was a bigger mission. 
And it was actually through a speaking event. And I was invited to do a TED Talk. And this was back in 2011 in Las Vegas. And true story, the person who went on before me was the mayor of Las Vegas. And he actually put it in litigation that if any movies are filled in Las Vegas, he has to be in the movie. All right. He was such a character. He was allegedly the lawyer for the mob. Allegedly. All right. So it's going out there. So it's super weird place, super weird experience. But when I got off stage, this couple came up to me and they were telling me like, oh, my God, you're amazing. We just started this podcast and we need somebody to really be the face of the brand. And I was just getting online. And who has honestly had this experience where you build your website and you're just like, okay, now it's about to start coming. If I build it, they will come. Let's be honest. Okay. That's what we did. Got this dope website. And people ask me like, whoa, who did your website? I'm not getting any traffic though. Right. And I want to reach people. And so they tell me that they have a million unique visitors to their site. So I'm like, oh my God, that's amazing. Yes, I'll absolutely do it. But in my head, I'm like, what the fuck is a podcast? <laughs> 2011. Okay. So I said yes. And that's when I started to do their podcast. And I was doing everything, the editing, the recording, the research, everything. And then I just passed it to them. And it was amazing. And back at that time to have a few hundred thousand downloads in a year was epic. We made a lot of impact, helped a lot of people. But thanks to my lovely wife, it took some time for me to realize I was building their brand. And my mission was something much bigger than that. You know, not with this little lane that they wanted me in. And so we parted ways, and that's when I started the Model Health Show. And so this show has grown. In the beginning, it was slow going, and we'll talk about this stuff. It was slow going, but now we've grown to a place where, again, it's been the number one health podcast in the United States many, many times over. It's kind of like music charts. Like, you keep coming with that new hit, and you keep getting back to number one. And now we've had millions and millions of listeners from places all over the world. And I've met many people here and it's just really been so beautiful and hit my heart. But my mission now is something much bigger than this, than just the podcast. Because from the podcast came the books, international best-selling book called Sleep Smarter. And being able to hang out and speak to incredible audiences like this. And the mission just continues to grow. But some of the biggest takeaways was the connections. Many of these people are really good friends of mine now. And the podcast enabled for these things to happen. And these are some of the greatest health experts, personal development experts in the world. And it's really been one of my greatest gifts to have these relationships. And so with that said, and just sharing a little bit, and we'll share more as we go through this, because I want to give you guys some real tangible tactics. So what I'm going to teach you, you can implement in whatever lane you're in. So whether it's YouTube, podcasting, blogging, vlogging, or you're, you're going to find some crossovers in your business in general. And so what I'm going to share with you is seven tips to stand out in a crowded space because everybody today has a voice, which is wonderful, but we want the good guys. We want the big voices of compassion, service, of true assistance and enlightenment to really rise to the top. We need your voices. You need to know this stuff so that you can really get out and get in front. So number one, and I'm literally sharing the exact formula, the exact steps that I use to go from zero listeners to 30 million listeners. Number one tip, number one strategy is to fill a need. Now, some of this stuff is going to sound like Captain Obvious at first, but we're going to dig a little bit deeper. So for me, coming into a space where there's all these health shows and there are wonderful people who are talking about health and wellness. 
And for me, this was 2014 when I started my show. For me, getting into the space, I was listening to a couple of podcasts at that point, and I realized I'm a nerd, and I can just geek out on the information, and I think it's great. But I know the average person, I can't send this to my mom. I can't send this to my sister. I can't send this to my friend because it's just too boring. It's just so dry. It's like you got to put KY jelly on your ear just to listen. So I realized that there was a perfect opportunity for me to take all of this complex health information and to simplify it and to make it fun and make it entertaining and make it engaging. And so that's what I did. And I set out to really imbue my personality into the show because just being a cool person who wants to help people and who's also really knowledgeable about health, I just want to imbue that so that when people can pass this show around and just click play, they can feel enlightened, they can feel good. And they don't feel like that person is the smart one. You feel smarter having listened. So that was my mission. So I was looking to fill that need. And so another good example is Shalene Johnson. So Shalene actually has a Guinness World Record for most fitness DVDs sold. It's insane. It's insane. With her brand, you know, today more than ever, we got this real hustle mentality. That's what you see predominantly when you see entrepreneurship out on the interwebs, right? You need to hustle. You need to, you know, hashtag no sleep. I'll sleep when I'm dead. You'll just be dead. <laughs> That's not real, right? But some people can really push that envelope. Shalene took a stand and said, I'm going to be the brand. I'm going to fill a need for moms out there who don't want to hustle their face off, who actually like their kids and want to spend time with their family and make a lot of money. So that's the need that she filled. All right. So number one, look for ways to fill a need. Here's a couple of questions to ask yourself to do this. What's an area that's lacking in my space? Ask yourself this. If you're not asking these questions, questions are the answer. Truly. But if you're not asking the right questions, you're not going to come up with the real solution. So number one, what's an area that's lacking in my space? Number two, what's a need that's not being adequately met? So there might be some people doing it, but it can be done a little bit better. Which leads to the final question to ask here in filling a need. Is there an area in my space that I can innovate? Now that I've been doing this for a while, there's a lot of people who are kind of, you know, following in the framework that I use and the style that I communicate with. But I innovated in the space and I continue to innovate because I'm looking at where are some places that I can take things to another level. Which brings us to number two. And this is to operate at the macro level. This is zooming out and taking a meta perspective at your field, at your space, and finding some small ways to define yourself and to stand out from everybody else trying to compete with you. So number one is the structure. With structure, I'm literally talking about how are you structuring the content that you're putting out? Because this can be something that makes you stand out. So your structure is just like a story. It's like a movie. There's a beginning, there's a middle, there's an end, or a beginning twist and an end. And so really defining what that looks like for you. So I'm going to give you an example. Eric Thomas, this is my incredible friend. He is noted to be the number one motivational speaker on the planet. He's also one of the number one people on the planet. He's such a good person. And I helped him start his podcast, which has now had millions and millions of downloads following the formula that I'm giving you guys. And so what their structure is, because it's him, CJ, he's his business partner, and Carl, who really runs tech behind the scenes. So they have this interesting dynamic right there. And they start the show off. Their structure is catch up. They all get caught up with each other, talk about current events that's going on in each other's lives. Then they move into a segment called Fair or Foul. 
And basically, CJ puts out a fair or foul scenario. And one of the latest ones was he never really confessed to his wife that he does this. But whenever they go to a store together, he'll go and like tell her, just continue shopping. And he'll find a young lady so that he can kind of flirt with her to get a discount. And he was saying, is it fair or foul? And then they get into a debate about it. The audience starts chiming in as well, sending in messages. Do you guys think it was fair? Is that fair? I mean, he's not like Deuce Bigelow, like (laughs) selling his body. You know what I'm saying? So they do that and they move into the subject matter, their specific content they want to get to, a business idea, something to share because they're in business, they're in speaking. And then from there, they do the nugget of the day, ET's nugget of the day to close the show, right? So that's their structure. If you're not coming out intentionally having a structure, you're really setting yourself up for failure. Even if you like, oh, it's just organic, you still have structure, you know, just like random shit happens in what you're doing. You're the random show. And so if you come with some actual structure, it might throw people off. But be intentional about it and consistent about it. All right. Delivery is another macro thing that you can work on. And so what do I mean by this? There's two parts. Number one is the delivery of the content itself. So how are you doing this? For me, in my space, there are people who do interviews. They interview experts in their space. That's their means of delivering the content. There are some people who just, they are the talent. That's like E.T.'s show. They're the ones doing solo shows and delivering the content. Or there's also somebody like Christine Hassler. She takes her live coaching calls. She's one of the top personal coaches in the world. And she will literally post her coaching calls with clients on her show, of course, with their permission. So it's another way that she's delivering the content. And so for me, when I started, it was really unique because I was doing a mixture of interviews and solo shows. And I can actually test and see the metrics. And I see that my solo shows, when I'm doing master classes on particular subject matters, those are the most downloaded episodes. So that's not something I want to let go of. But now a lot of people do this and they'll do a mixture of both. So really thinking intentionally, like, how am I delivering the content? What is my lane? What am I choosing to do? And you could be, again, innovative. If you're doing speaking, I saw a guy yesterday who mentioned that he's doing some speaking and... You can take your live talks that you're doing and you can post those on your podcast or your YouTube channel or your blog, whatever the case might be. And also with delivery. So we've got a lot of different podcast platforms. We've got Spotify, we've got Stitcher, we've got Apple Podcasts. Right now, a lot of these organizations are signing people to exclusive deals that they're only on their platform. And sometimes, you know, these are six and seven figure deals. And so... It's consciously deciding, how am I going to deliver this to my audience? Do you want to create your own app? Like people exclusively have to get your app in order to get the show. Do you want to try to have an exclusive deal? Do you want to be in a network? There's a lot of networks out there. Like a lot of people know about like NPR, for example. That's under an umbrella of other shows, right? There's different ways for you to deliver your content. Another one is episode length. So being conscious and intentional about this can help to differentiate you in your content creation. Who here has read Seth Godin's blog before? Super short, punchy ideas. These little mind viruses that he implants with his little short, punchy ideas. But then there's the long post. Mark Manson comes to mind for that. And then if you're doing a podcast, for example, when I first even talked about this and shared this with just a small group of people and just in a conversation, I was like, you know, somebody's going to come out with a one-minute podcast. And sure enough, there's a one-minute podcast. It's literally called the one-minute podcast. But then we've got... Somebody like Joe Rogan, 
which is like three and a half hour podcasts. And if you're like me, you're like, who the fuck is listening to three? Like, how? How? That's so long. But it works. Like, he has the number one podcast overall many, many times. So just even deciding how long your content is going to be can help to differentiate you. Another way to go about this is days per week. And so when I got into the space, there was a guy who was like the star. He was just voted best of iTunes. He won that award. His name was John Lee Dumas. Has anybody ever listened to his show, Entrepreneur on Fire? He came out with this crazy idea that he was going to publish one podcast every day. And all the top podcasters told him he was stupid. And it was insane. It would never work. We've hung out quite a bit. And he shared the intimate details of it. Like he got a little bit disheartened but he still felt like nobody's doing this. I know people that want content every day. And so he did it and he won all these awards and he's making millions of dollars every month now from his podcast. So for me, I'm really more quality over quantity. And so I'm making like masterclasses and it can take weeks at a time sometimes in preparation just to create the episode. So I'm publishing one a week. You might do Monday, Wednesday, Friday, right? With your content, be intentional about it. Because the worst thing that you can do when you're creating and up-leveling your brand is to be sporadic. Because you want your audience to feel like you're their favorite TV show growing up. Back when we didn't have instant access to everything, like Mondays at 7 p.m., ALF for me. <laughs> I was there no matter what. You want to be ALF for your audience. And so they know that Tuesday evening slash Wednesday morning, wherever they are in the world, they're going to have my show there and they're going to be able to have it for their morning commute. You don't want to mess that up. And I don't want to give them three shows and then I'd start taking away. So be intentional about it. You can always go up, but I would highly suggest not to go back down if that makes sense. All right. So days per week is another way to differentiate yourself. So next up, operate at a micro level. So now we're going to zoom in and you guys have probably heard the statement that if you try to talk to everyone, you talk to no one. And so this is about niching down. And so if you are in a space of business, that's very general. There's massive, massive, massive competition. It's very difficult to stand out just saying, I have a business blog. I have a business podcast. So let's drill it down. Marketing. So I'm specifically focusing on marketing is how I'm distributing my content. Drill down further. Marketing tips specifically for healthcare providers. Now I'm really starting, people's ears start perking up. If they're in that space and it's for me, wait, I'm in the healthcare space. It's marketing for me. Now we're really starting to make connection immediately just because you're getting more focus. But I say go to even further than that. Marketing tips specifically for chiropractors. I have a friend of mine who is called Cairo Candy and he's created this and he's built a million dollar brand by specifically focusing on chiropractors, marketing tips. And he's not a chiropractor. So the more that we kind of niche down and get clear on the person we want to talk to. But I know a lot of us here, we feel like, well, I can help everybody. There's so many different people that I can assist. I'm not saying you can't help them, but start off getting more hyper-focused. That's what I did in my practice. My practice really started off as really focusing on weight loss and then transitioned, started to really focus more on diabetes, then cancer patients, then so on and so forth. But get really good at one thing. Build your foundation by really focusing on getting micro. Another one, games and hobbies. Video games specifically. And then from there, we could drill down sports video games. And there are people, again, six, seven figure incomes talking about video games, sports video games. 
From there, specifically sports video games for Xbox. The more that we can drill down, the more people start to hear, okay, they're talking specifically to me. All right, number four, and this one is huge. This is the one that took me from, things were kind of really slow going that first year of the Model Health Show. And we were getting like a couple hundred downloads a day, which was amazing at the time for me. But I knew that, wait a minute, there should be thousands of people listening, tens of thousands, millions. But when I first started, I started with the intention that I'm speaking to millions of people, like from episode one. And literally thousands of people every single week go back and listen to my first episode. And I have almost 400 episodes. And they listen from one every single day. It's amazing. But in the beginning, it's just a couple hundred. But by utilizing cooperation, I went from a couple hundred to a couple thousand, to tens of thousands, to hundreds of thousands in one day. So what do I mean by cooperation? Especially in our spaces, we tend to see other people, like there's a lot of other health shows, and we have this fear mentality, like if I bring them on and introduce them to my audience, are they going to steal my people? Are they going to steal my business? And the reality is we need to work together with good people who are doing good things. Because if your mission is to truly help people, it's not always going to be through you. And so if the mission is, I want to help people, their voice, their communication style, something might hit a chord that wasn't being hit before, and you can transform somebody's life. And so you'll find a lot of the top podcasters feature each other, or even, you know, people at whatever level, they're featuring each other and supporting each other. All right, so cooperation, utilize cooperation. This is the fastest way to extend your reach. So it's working with people who are in your space or even slightly outside of your space. Like me being a nutritionist, I could work with chiropractors in my practice to funnel business to each other or maybe massage therapists. And so extending your reach by kind of hopping outside of your lane, but also working with people who are in your specific space as well. I hope that makes sense. Cooperation. And I still want to beat them, though. Let's be clear. I still want to compete and I still want to be the number one go to. But if I'm not, and good people are at that space, it's nothing but love and gratitude for what they're doing. All right, number five here. And personally, as far as a specific conscious tactic that I used to go from a couple of hundred downloads a day to millions, this was the biggest one. It's to be Captain Consistency. This is the number one thing that I did because what happened when I started my show six years ago 99% of people that started a show six years ago quit. I just kept doing it. Despite the low numbers in the beginning, I just kept plugging away. You've heard that story of people digging for gold and giving up within a foot of the gold. Just keep going. If you really want to do this, you keep going. Keep pushing through. Keep implementing. Keep experimenting. Just be Captain Consistency. Keep putting in the work. And this is why I also recommend don't be like John Lee Dumas and come out of the gate with seven a week. Start with something that you know is doable in your life right now, that even if stuff is going on, you got to like pivot and do some other things. You can continue to do the content that you're trying to put out. So be Captain Consistency. This is the number one thing I did. I just stayed with it longer. Number six, and I don't have to say this to this audience, but I got to say this. Provide an incredible amount of value. This is why people continue to come back. It's not just the initial exposure, but they're coming back because they know when they click play, they're going to leave having become better. They're going to leave having become more fulfilled or inspired or learn something that they didn't know before that's going to help them in their lives. Provide an incredible amount of value. Even though we are enlightened, many enlightened folks in this room, we still can have these weird things come up. 
and I call it being a value vampire. We're afraid to come out into the light and to share. We're afraid of being exposed because if we give away our best stuff, then what do we have? And so the very best people in this space know that the secret is to give away your very best stuff. And that's what I'm here for this weekend. Everything that I know, I will share with you. I'm a complete open book. There's nothing that I'm going to withhold. And I don't do that with my audience. Every single thing that I know, I want to give away. Because it's just like the example of the two candles, right? We think that when we help another person and give them that thing that we know, our secret sauce, we give it to them. We're a candle and we're giving them our fire. But in reality, when you take a candle and you light another candle, you still have your flame. So now we both have it. And so there's also a statement that I learned from Jim Quick that when you teach something, you get to learn it twice as well. So you become more versed and gifted in sharing that thing. So don't be a value vampire. Share your very best stuff. Provide an incredible amount of value right out of the gate every single time. And so with giving value, for me, my intention is to really connect with people, to connect with their heart. Just having worked in my practice and having seen these different stories over the years, it's just had a huge impact on me. And I know the potential that we all have. And so I take it very seriously, but not to a debilitating fashion because none of this stuff is really serious, but I take it very seriously that I can help somebody. And so I want to really be clear and conscientious about connecting with people's hearts and making sure that they feel better having listened to what I had to say. And my grandmother who believed in me, she's no longer with us. And she made sure that before she left, she was able to pass me off to my wife and she knew that I would be taken care of. And so I'm doing this for her as well, because I started this by asking, have you ever had at least one person believe in you? Because that's really all we need. That's all you need. And to channel that. And right now I have a lot of people that believe in me. And so I really want to show up for them and to give every single thing that I've got while I'm still here. Because I know at some point I'm going to meet with my grandmother again. And there's this quote from Booker T. Washington. Those who are happiest are those who do the most for others. This goes from just the tactics of having the success, but also the fulfillment. Because I know you guys know, and maybe you're experiencing this, but having a lot of success financially or in your career, but not really truly feeling fulfilled. You get the fulfillment by finding a way to serve other people. Guaranteed every time. So this leads us to number seven. This is your number one USP. This is your unique selling proposition that nobody can ever copy or emulate. It's to be yourself. I really want you to get this because I know when I talk about being yourself, some of you are like, I got some weird shit, Sean. Like, <laughs> I'm like super into, I don't know, my little pony or whatever. <laughs> that weird stuff about you is what's going to connect with people because I am shocked every single time somebody hits me up on one of our forums or email or social media. And they're just like, Sean, I love when you give these references to like 90s movies or hip hop or something like that. And it's just like, man, they get me, right? They're connecting with that. These little weird, quirky things about me are the very things that make people connected to me. So going from being in that other brand to having my own brand gave me permission to be 120% authentically myself. That's what I'm being with you guys here today. And the great news is you never get figured out or found out that you're not that person if you just be that person. So many people, you end up finding out they're not the person that they perceive themselves to be or that they're broadcasting themselves to be. 
I don't have that issue. I don't have any skeletons to hide. I'm being myself. So be yourself. This is the number one competitive advantage because there is never in the entire history of humanity been somebody like you before that has the same experience, that has the same story, never, and it will never happen again. You are very, very special. And you are here with a gift, a very special gift, talent, some type of quality that no one else has ever had before. And so to show that and to be authentic about it, to have the courage to do it, it's going to free you. Now, it's not easy to do it, okay? Especially in the beginning, I'm worried. Like, are people going to resonate with this? Are they going to be cool with me? Are they going to like me? But I got to get over that stuff and just know when you are being yourself, the right people are going to like you. The right people are going to connect with you. And those who don't, they just get moved to the side. Fuck them. But fuck them with love. <laughs> so the right people, you are here to connect with the right people. And you do that by being yourself. And so with that said, you've got something special. You've got something special to offer. And it is your duty. That's why you're here. That's why you came out to freaking Portugal is to really help to accentuate this and to cultivate this because every single person in here feels what I felt when I was a little boy, that I was here for something special. And it's time to really own it because I used to be concerned about it. Like, is it okay for me to feel like I'm meant for more? Is it okay for me to share my story? I used to be in fear about sharing what I shared in the beginning about my health. I would teach these classes and one day it slipped out. One day the story came out and I shared what happened with my spine because I was embarrassed for whatever reason. And digging into it, I was embarrassed that I let that happen. I was embarrassed that I was so low. But when I shared that story, the next day we did a class, somebody who was there in that class brought all these people. And then she was like, hey, can you make sure you share that story that you shared? And I was like, okay, I guess. And so I shared the story and I found out that my story is what connects with people. And so right now is your opportunity and you're going to reach more people and connect with more people by sharing your story, by opening up, by having the courage to share even the hard stuff, because I promise there are many people who've been through similar things and that's how we connect. So you've got something special and employing these seven strategies consciously is what's going to take you from idea to a little bit of impact, to great impact. All right, thank you guys for your time. So this podcast episode was brought to you by Mind Valley Talks, our YouTube channel. You definitely want to be subscribed to Mind Valley Talks. If you enjoyed this episode, you are going to find over 200 additional video-based talks, ranging from 20 minutes to an hour. Now, what makes Mind Valley Talks unique and different from other talk channels, such as, for example, the famous TED Talks, is that all the talks here are directly applicable to your life. They are talks on how to elevate your health. They are talks on biohacking. They are talks on how to improve the culture of your company. They are talks on how to improve your love life and your sex life. They are talks on how to become a better parent, talks on how to improve your vision for your life. So many powerful talks and all of this available on YouTube. So if you have the YouTube app on your Apple TV or any other smart television, you can sit back on your sofa, open up that app and go through these amazing mind expanding talks, including the one you just heard from Sean Stevenson. So once again, get on YouTube and search for Mind Valley Talks. 
Our main channel is called Mind Valley, and that's more for short form video. But all our talks from all our events all around the world are available on Mind Valley Talks. And if you're wondering about AFES, that is a powerful and a beautiful event to attend. Sean told me it was the number one or number two greatest event he's ever attended in his lifetime. So check out afest.com, A-F-E-S-T.com. Keep in mind that AFES is not just about the talks. It's really about building a community of visionaries, of entrepreneurs, of game changers, of people who are doing incredibly amazing, exciting stuff in the companies they work for. And it's about unifying these people in a tribe. I created AFES really because when I created it way back in 2010, I was feeling kind of lonely and I really wanted to network with people who shared my passion for changing the world and for personal growth. So check it out at afest.com. If you have ever felt lonely, this is the ultimate cure. And again, thank you for being a Mind Valley podcast fan. Can't wait to see you in the next episode. Don't forget to leave a review. I'll be sharing your reviews with Sean Stevenson so that he knows exactly what you think of the ideas that he so graciously shared with us. Thanks all. See you next week. I'm Vishen Lakiani, and this is the Mind Valley Podcast. If you like the Mind Valley podcast, take the next step. Become a Mind Valley member. Imagine being coached daily by the greatest teachers on the planet. How quickly would you transform your health, your mindset, your body, your relationships? How quickly would you double the size of your company? How quickly would you see your career grow? How quickly would you eliminate any limiting belief that's holding you back and manifest a life that you once thought beyond your dreams? When you become a member, you don't just get access to the greatest education in the world. You become part of a community of 150,000 of the most incredible people dedicated to personal growth. Go to mindvalley.com forward slash now to get started.